I want you to take three movies. Monster Squad, Goonies, and Stand By Me. Yep. Monster Squad is fast food version of this group of friends fantasy movie. It doesn't mean it's bad, but it's it's a double cheeseburger that's going to give you indigestion. Mm. Stand By Me is a five-star Morton Steakhouse best meal of your life. That yeah. movie is damn near perfect. It's the coming of age, the camaraderie, what boys are like at that age. But it ties into some beautifully deep scenes and makes you really think about what life is about, why people are the way they are. It pulls the heartstrings in like a profound way. The middle ground is the Goonies. Yeah. So give me a restaurant equivalent of the Goonies. TGI Fridays. <laughs> 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 Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. Prepare to be stuffed in our DeLorean and taken on a trip through the best decade of film ever. Hey, Mo, we better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. So if you love Caddyshack, The Goonies, Aliens, Weird Science, Spies Like Us, The Great Outdoors, Empire Strikes Back, The Great Muppet Caper, Pretty in Pink, Predator, Rocky IV, Roadhouse, Say Anything, Real Genius, Short Circuit, Some Kind of Wonderful, Beverly Hills Cop, Akira, Tango and Cash, The Breakfast Club, and They Live, just to name a few, then sit back, relax, and get ready to be entertained. Because we came here to chew bubblegum and podcast about 80s movies, and we're all out of bubblegum. If you haven't already, subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. It's a moral imperative! You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at Buzz in the Tower. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower. Also, check out our website, buzzinthetower.com, and grab some officially licensed gear. It's so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend picking some up. Now, if you want to get nuts, let's get nuts. Head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash buzzinthetower. With memberships as low as $3 a month, you can have access to tons of extra content, and a portion of all proceeds go directly to Save Ferris. Dakoshane, darling, Dakoshane. Buzz in the Towers brought to you by Sonic Loans. You can find them at sonicloans.com. Max, the only thing I love more than the Goonies is Sonic Loans. I was going to say popcorn. I do like popcorn. Yeah. Sonic Loans is the place you need to go because up here, it's their time. But down here, down here, Max, it's Sonic Loans time. Charlie and his team are waiting to make sure that you don't get foreclosed on because that's what was going on in the Goonies. But you got to have a good loan, make sure that title's clear, and Charlie's the right guy to go to. He has that family atmosphere, making sure you get into the right loan or refi. 15-year, 30-year, make sure to tell him that you were sent by Buzz in the Tower. I know the mortgage rates right now are getting a little wonky, but that's no reason to shy away from getting a refi or from getting into your fantasy home in Astoria, yeah. Portland. Yes. Oregon. Yes, yes, yes. Not Portland. There you go. NMLS number 1955855. Not available in all states. Not a commitment to lend. Additional requirements apply. Visit sonicloans.com or call 313-488-4888 for more information. Buzz in the Towers brought to you by Bolton Legal Group. You can find them at boltonlegalgroup.com or you can give them a call for a free consultation at 248-595-0001. Ian is the data of his Goonie team. You mean data? Data. Oh, okay. 100% data. Okay. Yeah. He is, he's got the gadgets. He's got the legal gadgets. He's got slippery shoes? He does. He's going to make sure that the Fratellis don't get you. Pincer's apparel. The, you're ruining it. You're ruining it. You're giving all the giveaways right now. you got to take it slow. Okay. You've got a lot to cover. This is like a minute long ad. It is. We should probably get back to the ad. Yeah. Bolton Legal Group, if you are in need of legal help for real estate law, let's say that you find One-Eyed Willie's treasure. There's going to be a lot of estate issues to go after. The great-great-great-grandchild of One-Eyed Willie could want a piece of that money. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Good ad, Max. Thank you. So you're going to want to reach out to Bolton Legal Group. Efficient, aggressive. They're going to take care of your legal needs. Tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you. Make sure that if you find buried treasure, your rubies, all the things you put in the marble bag are protected. He'll, he'll make sure they are. Today's episode, Why Mo Loves the Goonies.
I'm Mo Shapiro. You may know me from such podcasts as Buzz in the Tower. I like John Hughes, Predator, and Karaoke. I don't like Rats, Howard the Duck, or Max, my co-host. More important than any of that, I love the Goonies. Over the last 18 months and 85 episodes, I've tried to dedicate an entire episode to the Donner Spielberg classic a number of times, but my co-host slash arch nemesis has prevented me from living out my dream. Through shrewd negotiation, I am happy to announce that today on Buzz in the Tower, we will talk about all things Goonies as I defend my love for the greatest film ever made. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me as always, the Troy to my brand, Max Sanders. And with that, Mo, you Goonie! Max, welcome to the show. Hi. If there was ever a day <laughs> when I might not get mad at you, <laughs> it could be today. <laughs> How do you feel about this movie, Max? Not great. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to I wanna get everything out of the way, and I want to buckle up. Okay. I want to strap in and get ready to dance. Okay. Follow us on social media do at Buzz in the Tower. Yep. I'm sorry. I'm over here. <laughs> Follow us on social media at Buzz in the Tower. It's a good thing to do. TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. If it's out there, we're on it. We are. Find our handle. Check us out. Yeah. If you have not subscribed to the show, Whatever podcast platform you are currently using has a ability to subscribe or follow. I highly suggest you check that box. Drop a review. Yeah. Maybe wait until the end of this episode when you drop the best review ever because I'm about to talk about the best movie ever. But you get the idea. Debatable. Patreon.com slash Buzz in the Tower. Max is going to be pulling quite a bit of data from our Patreon today as I gave him the keys to the car and let him post on our Patreon and have not looked at it in a week. So I'm curious to see how that plays out. Vroom. Boom. No, vroom. I said, like a car. And I said, boom, like it's going to blow up. Oh. There you go. Okay. Okay. You didn't know that you were going to say Not, that. I had no clue. I'm all fired up. <laughs> I'm, I'm jacked up on coffee. I've been driving all day from up north. How was your trip? It was great. Uh, Traverse City area, in-laws. Did you watch any 80s movies with your family? I watched The Goonies by myself twice. You didn't watch it with your kids? <laughs> nope. They were on the lake. Have I don't, don't want to. Oh, yeah. They have seen it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Today's episode is real special. So if this is your first episode that you've ever watched, I don't know how you'd watch it, but if you were listening to it, you're staring at your yeah, phone. If this is the first episode you've ever joined Max and I on, there's something you should know. I am not always as nice to Max as I should be. That's a fair assessment. I'm, uh, r- I'm rough on you sometimes. I don't know. You're rough to everybody. No, I'm pretty. I'm, I'm particularly rough to you. Now, in large part, it's because you're an idiot. But like sometimes it's just on me. Smarter than you. <laughs> You're smarter than something or other. No, it's just our dynamic. You're you're my little brother. Yeah, I'm I'm like you know what you aim to be successful, beautiful, great singing voice, bald, bald, seriously bald. bald. Like, you 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 are aiming to be bald, yeah. so you're on your way. That's I'm good. There. I'm practicing there. You're really there. hard. You're doing really good. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that we always fight about, and this is early in the show, right? We start talking about we're gonna do a, a podcast about '80s movies. There you go. Took me a minute. I won't even cut that out. I'll let everybody see where my head's at today. A little pregnant pause and i brought up the goonies and you watched it and you were like meh you didn't hate it you've never said you hate it you've never said you hate it but you're just like underwhelmed by it yep and i find that to be so offensive like incredibly offensive and i've tried to come around because people rail me on this. you do and this is not just me beating you up like everybody yeah and i watched it again and i'm back to square one yeah yeah (laughs) i'm sorry so i have asked max because in a partnership, you have to ask. It doesn't feel like a partnership when you're listening sometimes, but I actually, I can't, I can't just steamroll you on topics. I have to get a consensus. Uh, I've been known to make decisions, but I won't flat out pull a topic that you're like, I have no interest in this. There's, it's very well, rare. I just like talking to you, so I don't care. You're such a weirdo. You could, we weird. have fun. It's a weird thing to say. I don't like talking to you. This is all business. Okay. Um, it's all about the popcorn. We just need the popcorn. Speaking of which, First thank you. get the popcorn, then, then you, you get, get the, the money, <laughs> then you get the power, then you get the women. Thank you again to our friends at Orville Redenbacher who sent us a year's supply of popcorn. More than a year. More than a year. And we've got to figure out some way to get it this to our fans. It came on a pallet. Yeah. we got to get this to our fans. Yeah. We, we don't know should how to do it. Should we just throw it? We should. Yeah. How about we just give everybody your address and say anybody who shows up at your house gets free popcorn. Yeah. Yeah. You down? Uh, sure. No, that's a terrible Max. Why do I have to guide you through good ideas and bad ideas? Why is that too? There, I have, we have one windowless van. We have one fan. Free popcorn. In, we have one fan in particular who, if he shows up at your house asking for free popcorn, you're going to call nine one one, and you know exactly who I'm talking about. Oh yeah, yeah. So just remember, <laughs> just try to remember that. Okay. Oh man. All right. So we made a deal, and the deal is. Max basically said, all right, blood oath. I will let you do a full episode dedicated to the Goonies. One of the things Max does not like 
And again, you don't hate it. But you're Hard not, boiled eggs. You're not hate a huge them. fan of it. You don't like when we do single episodes and I just kind of go through the entire movie. It, it can drag on. Sometimes I don't even like it. Yeah. But we're, it's not, a lot. we're not structured enough. It's a lot. We're too freeform. It's literally just me giving a recap scene by scene of the movie. And you're it's just like, Chris Farley. Yeah, remember I, when? That yeah, was awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> so Max, like, we're not doing that. And he goes, what I really want to understand, I'm going to, I'm going to articulate this how I think you meant it. Cause if I use your actual words, it'll make you sound stupid. This is how I think you meant it. Right. Mo, I want to get it. I want to peel the onion that is your brain. And I want to understand why you live and die by a movie. Cause for the most part, you and I see eye to eye on 85% of the movies we watch. Not cloak and dagger. What was that? Oh, Max. <gasps> it's Jesus. so violent. He's murdering All right, adults. Come on. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> the fact that you don't like that hurts my feelings. It freaked me out. I was not ready for E.T.'s uh, little friend to just manhandle some. Elliot. <laughs> Everything freaks you out. So the idea behind this is that instead of doing this kind of scene by scene by scene, that you have put together a number of deep questions to try to understand, to get inside my head and really understand why do I love this movie. Yep. In addition to that, you have reached out to our patrons and asked them for some support, I believe, correct? Some back support. Some back support. So you have questions from them. Lumbar. Here's the deal. If you make it through this episode without all of your questions being buffoonish, like, <laughs> what's your favorite scene in The Goonies when he drops the ice cream cone? Oh, whoops, that's not it. That's the best of the best. Wah, wah. <laughs> I haven't done anything like You that. do a lot of weird, wacky crap at least one time an episode. Yeah. If you can make it through this entire episode with the majority of your questions, the the large majority, I'm Being talking like tight. Yeah. 85% or higher. What's with 85% today? That's where my head's at. I don't okay. know. But if you can make it through the episode doing that and carry us with good questions, then I I will reciprocate and you will be allowed to sit in the interrogee chair while I interrogate you on why Max loves Howard the Duck. Yes, Duck Overlord. <laughs> Which technically means we will be doing an episode on Howard the Duck. <laughs> can we release a clip from the old episode? I don't even know. I may have destroyed that. I don't even know if I have it anymore. <laughs> and even the fact that we have to compare Howard the Duck to the Goonies in the same sentence sickens me, just yeah. so you know. Well, do you know who the uh, assistant director of Howard the Duck was? No. George Lucas? Chris Columbus. Chris Columbus. Christopher Columbus. The writer of fuck. I, 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 I'm aware of who Goonies. he is. He discovered America and my heart. <laughs> yeah. No, he didn't discover America. We don't even celebrate his holiday anymore. I know. That's Boo, Chris. No, he's, uh, I mean, God, what else did he do? Did he write Home Alone or directed Home Alone? Home Alone. Yep. Mrs. Doubtfire. Yep. Bicentennial Man. <laughs> drive-by fruiting. <laughs> Bicentennial Man rules. on the way. <laughs> and the cinematic classic Pixels. Yep. Yep. <laughs> no one's perfect. We'll talk. We'll talk more about the who wrote, who directed, and obviously we'll talk a little bit about the movie itself and what it's about. But I, I promise I won't go into a scene by scene. But the idea behind this is to give you an opportunity to understand why I love this movie so much. So I have spent the last week watching The Goonies every day. Really? Almost every day I've watched at least a part of it. Wow. At night, at night, kids go to bed, wives yeah. go to bed. I just pull it up on my computer and watch it. How, what does Trish feel about this movie? Meh. Yeah. But she feels that way about almost all 80s movies. My kids really like it. They what's don't They don't love it, but they really like it. What's your wife's favorite 80s movie? That's a good question. Probably, you, you don't probably, know? <laughs> probably Back to the Future, but I'd have to ask her. Nice. She hates Tom Cruise, so anything that Tom Cruise is in, she doesn't like. That's understandable, I guess. Is it? Because he's kind of the best actor of no, our no, generation. No. But I can't defend him as a person. <laughs> But I separate them. I separate. We separate that all the time. I know some people can't. All these Hollywood people are total whack jobs. Some people can't. Right. What's the deal? What's going on, Jerry? Max, yeah. I don't have a whole lot else to discuss. The only rule that I have. There are no. There's only one. Okay. I can eject one question. Okay. <laughs> if you give me one question that I find so absurd and nonsensical, I can say I'm vetoing this question. You can Pete Maverick. Uh turbo 10.3 eject out of it i don't know what that means when he's uh in the uh, death star thing i don't know what that means oh then uh top gun yeah he i've seen top gun and i've seen maverick and i still don't understand what he that ejects means. in the first scene this is what i'm concerned about this is a prelude to your questions you're going to ask me about the goonies are we going to do facts first or yeah okay well, why don't we start with the the top of the ladder hold on 1985 the goonies directed by richard donner written by chris columbus and the idea the con conceptual part of the idea was steven spielberg very spielberg an important note on this steven spielberg went through a period of time where his ideas were outpacing his ability to make films so he had to start allowing other people to make films for him. But like lots of classic geniuses, I don't know how much hands off he actually was like Poltergeist. He basically directed and it was there's a lot of stories about his meddling. And then yeah. that happened basically in the Goonies. Donner directed for sure. Back to the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. With uh, Zemeckis. Jesus, Zemeckis. Thank you. 
I know anything, anything Spielberg does, he's pretty involved with anything that was under Amblin, which was his production group. He was involved with, he did whatever that second grouping is called. You know, you have like your um, actual main scenes, but then there was like secondary scenes. He, yeah. he directed a bunch of those on Goonies. He directed two actual scenes in the movie. Oh really? Which ones? He directed the wishing well scene and he directed the pipes being like pushed oh, up yeah, in the street yeah. scene. Those were actual scenes he directed. That's cool. But he was on set often and you know, they're, they're watching dailies. If you don't mind the pun daily. So they're getting film back and reviewing it all the time. And he was a part of it, but Donner was also a heavy hitter. So it's not like he was holding his hand, but you got a good blend of the two. So at the time was Donner a big deal though? Cause he just done the toy inside moves. He hadn't done lethal weapon Scrooge or oh, Super- Superman, Superman, bro. Yeah, there Superman. There Jesus it is. Yeah, Christ. Yeah, yeah, Come yeah. on. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my Lord. Was he a big deal? Nope. Never mind. Yeah, you're good. Take yeah. a deep breath. Oh, Nelly. Yeah, I know. We did a full episode about Donner, and it was... I, I still look back, and I forgot. Like, he did Scrooge. I mean, he did so many movies. Yeah. Oh, he was Maverick great. in the 90s, too. I love yeah, Maverick. Yeah, there you go. So, we talked about written and directed, starring uh, Sean Astin as Mikey, uh, Josh Brolin as Mikey's older brother, Bran, uh, Jeff Cohen as Chunk, Corey Feldman as Mouth, Carrie Green as Andy, Martha Plimpton as Steph... Kihei Juan as Data, John Matsuzak as Sloth, Robert Davey as Jake, and Joe Joey Pants yeah. as Francis. <laughs> I'm even trying to say his Pantalonio. Yeah. Pant no. Pant Pantaliano. 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 Joey Pants. Yeah. Just call him Joey Pants. Yeah. And then the impeccable. Delicious, wonderful. Anne Ramsey is Mama Fratelli. You're not delicious. She is. Uh, she's fantastic, man. Uh, other small supporting roles like Mary Ellen Trainer as Mrs. Walsh, and th- some of these characters you'll see show up in other Spielberg stuff as well. Yeah, but those are the main and most important characters. She's a psychiatrist in Lethal Weapon, isn't she? She sure yeah. is. Sure, it took me a minute. I was like, she sure is not. Is she is? <laughs> oh, of course. I'm sorry. Steve Anton is Troy. Oh, of course. Troy. <laughs> <laughs> it is a loaded cast. This is like Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Like all these people end up doing stuff that's really big but at the time i wouldn't call it a loaded cast right like well no this is the B- scott pilgrim it was before they were famous oh i gotcha gotcha yeah. gotcha gotcha yeah. um yeah, i'm sure you have a ton of facts i have a ton of facts but the basic premise of the story i'll go right from imdb because if i don't i'll be speaking about it forever a group of young misfits called the goonies discover an ancient map and set out on an adventure to find a legendary pirate's long lost treasure the reason they're looking for the treasure is that troy the uh one of the antagonists of the film and his father belong to this country club and they are essentially expanding the country club into more golf course space. And by doing this, they're knocking down all the homes that their friends live in. Yep. You're going to be stunned when I tell you this, I accept there are some problematic things with this movie that don't necessarily make sense. I accept, I accept that. I accept that. Really? It still is an amazing movie, but I accept that. So this movie represents a group of friends last weekend together on the goondocks. They call themselves the goonies because they live on the goondocks, which is supposed to take place in Oregon. And I, for whatever reason, keep on calling it Aurora, Oregon, (laughs) but it's Astoria back in. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) And their adventure is both a coming of age child adventure mixed with fantasy, mixed with solving an adult problem, which is they got to come up with money. Yep. So that's the premise of the movie. The other antagonist is the Fratellis. So you have these counterfeiters and overall bad guys, a mom and her two sons, and they break out of jail at the same time that this is all going on. The two cross each other's paths and voila, you have Chef Kiss, the best movie ever made. (laughs) (laughs) Do you really feel that? We're going to talk about that. Okay. I want you. Sorry, that's a question. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. I want you to take a minute, go high level with facts, that kind of stuff, and then we'll just hop into your questions for me. So the thing that blew my mind the most, the pirate ship they made is 100% real. Correct. That's insane. I have a fact on that. You may not know. Okay, so you want me to go through my facts first? And see. Is it regarding the ship? Yeah. Do you know where they got some of the parts for the ship? No. They were remodeling the Pirates of the Caribbean, from, oh, and, and they cool. got some of the actual parts from that <laughs> while they were doing it, which I thought was really cool. Continue. 105 feet long, took two and a half months to make. It's modeled after Errol Flynn's ship in the 1940 classic, The Seahawk. Max, there is very little you will tell me about this movie that I don't know. Well, do you know how much material the sails required? No, because that's something you would know. <laughs> 7,000 square feet. Mm, that's mm, a lot. That's a lot. I think. I don't is know. it? <laughs> So this blows my mind. After the film was shot, they were giving away the ship for free. Oh, you're no, kidding. No one wanted it. Oh, my so, God. So they scrapped it. Oh. The ship got destroyed. It'd be my backyard. Literally, everybody's Step like. Stepbrothers. <laughs> it would be in the tree, and it would be our clubhouse, and you and I would be wearing Wookiee masks yeah. with, like, crossbows. Yeah. Oh, my God. Isn't that, uh, isn't that insane? It so, is insane. Today, that'd be worth what? Uh, oh, I, I mean, well, how much money do I have? Yeah. I'd I take a loan out. <laughs> I don't know. I'd go to Sonic Loans, yeah. and I'd be like, I need a mortgage <laughs> to buy this ship. So speaking of our collector's episode. I don't remember if I talked about this, but one of the items the I wanted was, was the treasure map. Uh, that was your first one in the first episode Do ever. you remember the story how they made the treasure map? 
Uh, didn't they like use their own blood? Yeah, and, like, blood, yeah. and they had like put it in like an oven to like cook it a little bit. All types of weird stuff to give it that like authentic feel. You never did that in middle school? I don't remember. I don't remember much from when, a, when you made like dioramas side. and you're like, I gotta make a map look real. And they no, you that only happened when I would eat cheese. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, there's a dad joke. I thought you'd appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, it's okay. Wah, wah. <laughs> so who lives in a pineapple under the sea? SpongeBob SquarePants. Absorbent and yellow and porous is he. I need to learn the rest of the words. I keep on so making So get on up. the deck and flop like a fish. All right, continue. Speaking of singing, mm. do you know what the Goonies oath is? Yes. Do you want to sing it together? No. Okay. <laughs> Because I don't know what a Goonies oath is. Are you I just, serious? I by default say yes to everything. Okay, you liar. Okay. <laughs> so it was supposed to be in the movie. It's like their like theme song they sing to each other. Like, you know, it's like a like a kind of like a handshake for them. You oh, know? I, news to me. So I will never betray my goondock friends. We will stick together until the whole world ends. Through heaven and hell and nuclear war, good pals like us will stick together like tar. That's a bad rhyme. It's a bad rhyme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the city or in the country or the forest or the boonies, I am proudly declared a fellow Goonie. So is this part of the novelization or is this part of the actual movie? Uh, it said it was cut from the film. So there are two scenes I know of that are cut from the film. The gorilla? Not the gorilla. You don't know the gorilla? I don't know the gorilla. Okay. But I'll tell you the two scenes that were cut from the, you can tell me the gorilla in a second. The two, because okay. these two scenes were cut from the film, yep. but added back in. So there's an entire generation of people that if their first introduction to the Goonies was when it was on Disney, mm -hmm. Disney cut out all the naughty word stuff and then the statue with the penis and all that yeah. stuff. So if you grew up and you only saw the Goonies when it was on Disney, you would have seen these two scenes. They cut so much out of it to make it okay. They had to backfill it with these two scenes they cut out. One never should have been in the movie. The octopus scene. Yep. Have you seen the octopus it's scene? It's terrible. It's terrible. It's kind of fun though. It's funny, but it's terrible. <laughs> yeah. So, so for those of you who haven't seen the scene or the movie, towards the end of the movie, they're in the water and uh, Steph keeps on yelling at Mouth to stop touching her leg or stop touching her, but it's not her. It's a tentacle. And the way they fight this giant octopus is Data takes his headset his Walkman jams it in the octopus's mouth and then it's beak. He, it's beak. Sorry. <laughs> and then it hears the music and kind of like dances away. So it goes from like hungry to being like dancing. The song that's played on that. It's the deep's girlfriend was <laughs> the deep's girlfriend. That's great. I love the boys. I really love the boys. The, the boys, it's going to take everything in me today to not talk about solar opposites and the boys. Eat Timothy. Oh, boy. So the music that was, there was a song that was actually created for that scene, mm. and they obviously had to ditch it, but it was another classic, like, you know, Goonies-related song. Interesting. The other scene that was cut, that I don't know why they ever cut it, as soon as they, they tie up Bran on the chair with the uh, exercise thing yep. around him, which is a problematic scene, but we'll talk about that. So they tie him up and they take off. There's a scene where they stop at a convenience store, like a grocery store. I've seen that one. Yeah. So most people have that. It's not in the original movie. And, it's and that, Troy bullying them, right? Right. Yeah. So there's, it's important for a couple of reasons. One of which is it ties together how Mikey knows that One-Eyed Willie's map is actually the coastline because he goes into the store and sees an existing map and says, oh, look, this matches the coastline. Got it. The second thing is this is where Chunk gets his baby Ruth. So later, the reason he has the baby Ruth is because he's diving into the ice cream pit and he grabs a, a, a candy bar. Yeah, it doesn't take too much thinking to know, know that Chunk has a baby Ruth. I know. I'm, I, it's not, it's not, <laughs> I understand you could still survive without the scene. Yeah. But the other part is Troy comes in there and he's like giving the kids hell and he grabs the map from the kids and he tries to light it up like it's a cigarette. Yeah. And he's about to punch Mikey in the face and then Bran comes in. And is like, nobody hits my brother except me. And of course, Troy's a total wuss and doesn't, yep. and whatever. But this is important because later in the movie, when Troy literally tries to kill Bran by riding him off the road on his little tricycle, yep. that's where all the vitriol and anger comes from because he was just earlier humiliated at that store. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you need it. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, yeah, fine. So, but there is one other scene. Yes. It's a final scene that they I, cut out. Uh, with a gorilla, apparently. Yeah. So, uh, you know when they break all the pipes? Yes. There's a scene at the end where, because of the pipes breaking, two gorillas escape from the zoo and steal Troy's car. And that's how the movie's <laughs> supposed to end. That's incredible. Isn't that awesome? Did not know that. <laughs> all right. What else you got? Uh, let's see. Before you go on to your next fact, didn't you tell me, wasn't Rowdy Roddy Piper in the Goonies are Good Enough music video? Yeah. And so were the Bengals. Yes. And yeah. so was uh, Captain Lou Albano. I can't think of his name. The wrestlers. They're all these WWF wrestlers. Oh, interesting. Yeah. There were tons of them. I just can't remember. It who was they really were. long. It was like 12 minutes. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Not 12 minutes? <laughs> Yes. There you go. Yeah. No, nobody will know what that Inside means. I'll joke. cut that out. I'll cut that out. <laughs> oh, the puke prank that Chunk admits to you yes. know, when he pukes and throws it over. Yeah, yeah. That actually is something Steven Spielberg did in his real life in Phoenix, Arizona. Are oh, you kidding kid. me? Oh, that's so funny. 
<laughs> that whole scene is just pure fire. I love that scene. So when Chunk's eating the, the ice cream on the floor with a plastic spoon, yeah. if you listen really carefully, you can hear laughing in the background. That's Donner laughing. Oh, really? He's laughing so hard. Which is funny, too, because like Donner did not want to do this movie. He nope. never want, He didn't want to work with kids. He yep. wanted nothing to do with it. And he, of course, just totally, everything I've ever heard, heard about Donner is he is just like the nicest, kindest guy in the world. Yeah. And it's there's actually this really, really great, video it's a behind the scenes kind of uh extra cut of them reacting years later and john met suzak who, who also boxed muhammad ali and was a professional nfl player well i know he's i didn't know about the ali so he played it was, for, a, it was a like an exhibition fight oh you mean kind of like rocky three yeah yeah but no one died nobody well no i mean hulk, remember hulk hogan and oh yeah yeah thunder lips yeah thunder lips come on you love thunder lips i do met suzak was a raider at the time, he was one of the largest football players in the NFL. I think he was like six foot seven. Yeah. So there's a video of Donner watching him go through the process to become sloth. Mm. And he just is like, I feel so bad. Look what we did to that <laughs> poor guy. Because it was it was quite an impressive you know feat that they were doing. He's a great actor. Uh, Ice Pirates. I don't know if it was a, One Crazy Summer. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was waiting for you to Come say on, geez. Pink hair. Um, I don't know if it was his voice. I hope it was his voice. But every single thing that Sloth says in this movie is pure gold to me. I grew up my whole life quoting Sloth, by the way. Yeah. Rocky Road. <laughs> hey, you guys. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, you got at least 30 more of those coming for me today. I know. Does he have 30 lines in the movie? I think it's like five. I could do this, Bane. And no. Oh. <laughs> Please stop. Rocky Road. No, Bane. I was put born the, in the darkness. I'll put a crap hey, you guys. You. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do you know what I Willie's real name is? Jonathan? No. <laughs> William B. Portobello. Portobello? No, not Portobello. Okay. That would be delicious. That would be They delicious. gave him a whole backstory that he was a court jester and he was a really successful pirate. And he was chased into that cave by three British ships and he sealed himself in and spent years trying to repair the ship and like creating booby traps and all. So, I, I have a question. Yeah. What type of gestures did he make to the court? Gesture? Was it like a happy gesture? Was it a sad gesture? Was it, it was, a gesture of kindness? It was a Pacific. Or, or was he a jester? <laughs> it was a Pacific. Oh, oh, jester, have you heard about it? He just got back <laughs> from the army. <laughs> You're, uh, no, you know what? I never going to retract all that and be kind to you. This is a good day. We're talking Goonies. The Goonies. So the Corys, this is the first time they met. In, on the, yeah, when they were auditioning. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I did know that. Isn't that cool? That is wild. That so is the Corys are based from the Goonies? So Jeff Cohn originally auditioned for the role of Mouth. And they met him and they're like, no, 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 no you're work. chunk. Yeah, yeah you're, you're chunk. <laughs> Aw, oh, guys. Come on. <laughs> Let me in. <laughs> I wonder who came up with the Rube Goldberg idea with all the kind of- They like, had a couple of them, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Like, The ones well, that Mikey I, I, had. I think I can answer that. Okay. I mean, I would assume it was Spielberg because it feels like Indiana Jones to me. Oh, yeah. You know, like yeah, he, yeah. he loved those kind of things, right? It's true, yeah. In fact, like I in comparing these movies, I always feel like this is kind of like the junior version of, you know, Last Crusade. Yeah, that's- that's fair. They got the book. They're looking, you know, swap uh, basically the Fratellis for Nazis. And you basically have, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That, that works. Not bad. Yeah. Do you no. like that? All right. Good. Yeah. Max, uh, what other, you got any box office numbers on this beast? Only made 64.5 million. It's which, pretty good. Which, on what? It was a $10 million budget? 19 million. All right. So I was kind of curious. I thought this was a global phenomenon. No, no I'm going to ask this in questions. Okay. I'm going to wait. questions. All right. Yeah. Do you know who almost uh, got Andy? No. Uh, Shoe? No. Oh. That would have been nice. That would have been nice. <laughs> uh, Heather Loggenkamp. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But she was too old. She was 20 at the time. Yeah, I mean, Andy was, I mean, she was great in Lucas as well. Yeah. Um, and she didn't do a whole lot outside of those two movies. One Summer my, Rental, bro. Summer Rental. You old so-and-so. <laughs> well played, Max. Well played. And one of my favorite bands, they're an easy core group called Chunk, No Captain Chunk. I didn't know they named their name after this uh, after this movie. Nice. Yeah. Nice. They have this really good remix. It's like a metal pop remix of Last Friday Night. I listen to it at least once a day. Last Friday night. Yeah. But it's like... <laughs> sounds beautiful. <laughs> Corey Feldman was only paid $40,000 for this movie. Yeah, this was early in his career. I mean, if you look back, so this was kind of interesting too. I heard this on another podcast and I would give, you know, I always give credit to other podcasts, but I can't remember where I heard it. Josh Brolin is one of those guys who you say his name and like a lot of people know who he is, but he's not like Thanos. Yeah, I know. But if I walked into a room and said, how many people in this room know who Brad Pitt is? Every person in the room would know who Brad Pitt is. But yep. if I said, who's Josh Brolin? Maybe Maybe 70%, 60% would know. Yeah, okay, I'd say 82. Okay, but here's what's wild about that. Lifetime bank on movies yeah. that they were in, the the delta between Brad Pitt and Josh Brolin is less than 10%. I think Brad Pitt's like $2.7 and Brolin's like 2.4. Yeah, but 1.3 of that's two Avengers movies. No, 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 no. The old, no Country for Old Men. You're, you forget these movies that he was in. Yeah, but I'm saying Avengers... 
Like, do you count the actual early Avengers movies where he's just in the end credits? I, I, you know, I, I got the data secondhand. I'd yeah, have to yeah. look into it. But I, and also you, Deadpool. What, it would be, again, that's my point. When you look at the, the, the breadth of his Roland. movies. Yeah, yeah he's Sicario. great. And, and the one thing that I think Bush is... Bush is really good, W. The, oh, yeah. The one thing I think is a real good tell as to what a great time they all had with each other making this movie, none of them are shy to get back together and talk about it. There's yeah. no, like, like, all of them love talking about the Goonies. Roland dressed as himself for a Halloween one with year. With his wife. Yeah. I saw it. It was yeah. great. Yeah, he had the... Uh, it's an interesting it's outfit stretchy. he was wearing. Very interesting outfit. Uh, Max, again, we're not going to go scene by scene on this one. I'm going to allow you to crack open my melon and ask questions. Do you have any more fun facts you want to throw in here before we uh, we start talking Goonies? Uh, Chunk's mom was played by Jeff Cohen's actual mom. At the end of the movie, when all the parents are on the beach, yeah. most of those parents were the parents of the children. Yeah. So, and they weren't always tied matched one to one. Like some, I think like Sean Austin's parents were not the ones in that movie, but they were playing someone else's parents. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's fun. And this is a rare movie where none of the parents are bad guys or like don't believe their kids. Right. They're just happy and supportive. Right. Which I thought was kind of neat. Right. Like that last scene feels nice. Yeah. And then uh, Rosalita killed Selena. What? Do you remember that movie, Selena? Yeah, which one? Remember the movie? The Harrison Ford one? No, the Selena, that pop actress that was killed by oh, the head yeah, of the- yeah. That's Rosalita was the fan oh, that man. killed her. That's such a bummer. <laughs> I know, isn't it? She wasn't a fan. She was like her manager. The head of her- No, she was. I thought she was the head of her fan club. Yeah, but she was stealing her money or something. Like I don't think so. I think she was the head of the Selena fan club. Okay. I haven't seen that movie in 100 years. I'd have to go back and look. Great Lopez. Yeah. And uh, Joey Pants and Robert Davey are both left-handed. And they also didn't like each other. Yeah. So part of how they got this role is they were sitting in kind of the, not the green room, but they were sitting out in the room before they would go to audition. Cash the couch? And assume- <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Unbelievable. <laughs> Creep. I would assume they were both spending a lot of time auditioning for similar movies and they just like did not like each other. And I guess Spielberg and Donner saw them and they were like, both you have the job. This is exactly what we want. Yeah. Uh, you know, Davies, I, I've another guy I reached out to on cameo and I'd love to have him on the show <laughs> because he was amazing. in James Bond, like I love him as the villain in James Bond. He's really good. He's also great. Um, die hard. not just die hard. Uh, Oh God. What does he have? Uh, action Jackson. Remember he's the, he's his burnt out friend. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hey, right. I think. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Not he's, 100%. He's great in general. He's great. He's also in Raw Deal. Yeah? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a Raw Deal. <laughs> Not a great movie. So, Max, I think. Anything else? Uh, Go through your list. I can listen to Goonie Facts all day. Uh, let's see. Mm, oh, they used 900,000 gallons of water for this movie. For that tank. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Seems wasteful. Yeah. <laughs> Not as much as the Abyss. Yeah. Remember, did they use like a, a, like a pool the size of Maine? They like killed half the ocean no it was the, i think in the abyss it was the largest container of water in the world they at like, the time they bankrupted a town in south carolina yeah good for them <laughs> good it's worth a freaking movie and uh moffratelli and her sons are based on early 20th century legend kate baker and her boys sure i'm very familiar with kate them. barker sorry yep. she's, she's an actual criminal i know yeah yeah yeah, it's pretty cool. There you go. I said that before once. You did. Yeah. It's okay. What, what else you, you got? <laughs> That's it. Okay. We're now entering the part of the show where you are going to interrogate me on why I love this movie so much. At the end of your questions, I'll be allowed to make a overall statement as to why I love this movie, but you may actually cover a lot of the reasons, hoping and praying that you ask some actually good and direct questions and not your typical oddballness. You can also pick from what our Patreons have sent you, and I can eject one of your questions if I find it to be ridiculous or nonsensical. Okay, no pressure. So this first one's a three-part question. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm, jo- I'm, jo- I'm joking. Are you? Yeah, I am. Are Seriously. Yeah. Are you testing the no, water? I, yeah, I thought that was funny. <laughs> You're so nervous. You're like, is that a good joke? Yeah. Did I do a good daddy? Yeah. <laughs> Mo, what was your first Goonies watching experience? Oh, that's a good one. So the year was 1947. It was. Yeah, right. So I did not see this in the theater. Oh, so 19, how old were you? Well, 1985, when it came out, summer of 85, I would have been about seven years old, somewhere in that range. Sounds right. Uh, you know, this movie is really built for what I would say 10 to 12 year olds, right? Uh, 10 to 14 year olds. Um, but I think I get to be about 10 or 11 before you can really appreciate it. And I was a little too young. However... I was one of the first families that made the investment in having HBO. And when HBO first came out, this movie was on heavy rotation. So I remember watching this, not just like once, not twice. It's kind of smart if you think about it. What HBO and a lot of these programmers did way back in the day is they knew during the summer where are kids going to be? So their programming was revolving around the fact that they are getting these movies, like whether it was E.T. on heavy rotation mm-hmm. or The Goonies. But that's the first time I watch it. I remember sitting down. I remember what my couch looked and smelled like. I remember the room. And I watch it. And then I watched it again and again and again. Did you have any reference point beforehand? Or None. 
You didn't not, even, no previews? No, 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 because you have to remember too, um, that's why this was such an incredible move on their part. Like that 12 minute video you talked about with Cindy Lauper. Yeah. Like that essentially, you couldn't just go on YouTube and find like a, a, a trailer for this movie, right? So the idea that they are showing all this stuff about the Goonies and you could get this kind of information from watching it on MTV. You now had MTV plus the movie itself. It was a good combo pack, if you will. Yeah, okay, I like it. All right. What'd your couch look and smell like? Uh, it looked old and it smelled old. Oh, was it green and like kind of like no, the 70s couch? No, it was beige couch? and okay. it was like very worn down. Nice. Two bratty kids sitting on it all the time. <laughs> it's an 80s kids movie. It was an 80s kid movie couch. <laughs> I like it. Uh, is this the best pirate treasure movie of all time? Let me give you some other ones. I'm not a huge Pirates of the Caribbean guy. Okay, fair. I mean, not, not fair. The movie's awesome. I know, but I'm not. It's not like my big cup of tea. It's not. It's not. It's <laughs> not. It's, small it's, it's no. It's really not even like uh, my. As far as Johnny Depp films are concerned, yeah. I wouldn't even put it in my top tier. What about Hook? Oh, you old, <laughs> you old dog. <laughs> oh, you old dog. Oh my god, because you know that is like one of my favorite movies ever. Yeah. Oh Jesus, that's that's a. But Goonies, your favorite. That's man. a great one. Yeah. Walter Brimley, get me in the hot seat. Oh Jesus, have a seat. Can can I can I put a caveat here for a second? Sure, that Max. Would would you would you consider Goonies to be a pirate movie? No, pirate pirate treasure. I think is. Would you it. consider Goonies to be a pirate treasure movie? I understand what they're looking for, but like the pirates are already dead. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's not an active pirate movie. I'm just finding some way to sneak out of this without having to say that it that, that Hook is better. Okay, what are, I mean, no, admit it. Say that this movie is better than Hook. <sighs> Who's the man? Rufio. 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 Oh, I can't believe you're doing this to me. Pan's the man. I believe in Pan the man. <laughs> All right. Well, what was the circle Can we come back, back to, to that, yeah. please? I should, I should eject that just because you broke my heart. Okay. This is a serious question. Okay. Be honest with yourself. Yes. Will you hear it now? July 17th, 2022. Correct. Around, check the calendar. What's, what time is it? Roughly 3.50. 3.50. Will you admit that Mikey is a selfish and inconsiderate friend? Give me your argument as to why Mikey is a selfish and inconsiderate friend. Okay. So the goondocks are getting split up. Right. Everyone's going everywhere. Correct. So he decides that he's going to get his brother in trouble first. You know, he's going to wrap him up. And he's not allowed to be outside. Remember, Correct. he's got asthma, bad asthma. Correct. He, he hits that inhaler a little too many times. I, <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> but so gets his brother in trouble, goes down, gets them in trouble with the Fratellis. Instead of leaving at that point, they do have the option. The Fratellis, for some reason, let them go. Right. They go back. Right. Where Chunk's already established that these guys are escapees from prison. Correct. Who have been shot at. Right. With with gun gun holes the size of matzo balls. Sure. So, and then when they go down and there's the different traps and contortionist stuff. Not contortionist. Uh, just traps. Traps. That's what, <laughs> I mean, Data almost dies on spikes. And when they're at Troy's bucket, like with the water and they can get up. And he gives the big speech. He's risking all his friend's life just to stay in the same place. So here would be my counter argument to Okay. He is trying to preserve what he recognizes is the most important thing to his friend group, which is their existence with each other. They are the Goonies. They are this group of friends. I would argue at his age, mm -hmm. 10, 10, 11, 12 year olds, is there anything more important than that group of four or five friends that you roll with? Being so, alive. Yeah, but the, you know what? But mortality is not something that a 10, 11, 12-year-old has any concept of. When you see your friend almost get crushed by a rock. I disagree. Think about how dumb kids are. I think you forget like how many... I, I personally have almost died at least a dozen times, and it shakes you for a second, and then you move on. And by the way, there is an evolutionary trait in our brains that are built this way. Like We aren't, as children, meant to be worried about and thinking about our mortality all the time. That, that's what allows us to make mistakes and grow. It's only in, in our 40s that we're worried about having an extra slice of pizza and having a heart attack. You know, like kids don't think about that. I thought about that all the time. Yeah, well, you are you are an exceptionally anxious young child. But I, could, I couldn't go to sleep because I learned that people in Japan were up while I was asleep and I thought I was missing out. Well, you're, you're a psychopath. I mean, I don't even know how to re reply to that. No, I don't think if you're going to make an argument for him being selfish, I don't think that you've, you've done it. I will not admit that he was selfish. I will admit he's super whiny. He's very whiny. <laughs> and like his character can ride you the wrong way. What I see is a common complaint about Mikey as a character is these way over the top 
dripping. This is our time, our time down here. He's the most Spielberg character of them all. And that's my thing is like, yeah. you, you you know me, like I love that kind that's of stuff. True. I yeah. give these kind of speeches every day. I call you, you, what happens when you're a little bit down or depressed and you call me? What type of speech do you give me? You make me? fun of me. No, stop it. <laughs> when you're really in a bad place. You spit on my face. When you're really in a bad place, yeah, what type of speech pretty, do you get from me? pretty good. I'm yeah. like, Max, today's your day. Yeah. You're going to be there. You're going to do okay. It's your time. It's your time up here. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Okay. So fine. I will not call him selfish. Okay, fair. Follow-up question. If you were a Goonie, would you have gone up on Troy's bucket or continued down? I mean, that's the dumbest question ever. Do you really think that any part of me would not continue? I don't know. I mean, you think I'd go up on Troy's bucket? I mean, I just want you to really think about you it. Know do the, you think I'd go up on Troy's bucket? You know the end result, but you, you think, know me. Do you think I'd go up on Troy's bucket? Okay. You fine. know, a better question to ask, which fine. I will bring up. I will self, I will indict parts of this movie that I yeah. think are absurd. You know how I feel about Predator. That there is like no part of Predator that I would change, augment, or question. First scene. Yeah, that's I don't, I don't, I would, but I wouldn't even do that. I, would, I still don't mind that. In this movie, there are a couple things that I have to admit. When you go back with a critical eye, they're a little questionable. One of which is I look back at my high school experience and do not ever remember hanging out with my football friends at a wishing well on a Saturday night. Yeah, it's true. It's a little bit odd that like they're just throwing coins into a wishing well on a, a Saturday night. But I digress. I would not go up on the bucket. Okay, fair. So, and by the way, mouth speech about this wish is you want to talk about acting chops. That's actually pretty good. Corey Feldman, when you really can see, like, this is my wish. You yeah. start to understand why this kid crushed it as an actor in the yeah. 80s. That whole scene to me is just incredible. It's really good. This yeah. and Stand By Me are. Oh. So, is this actually in that vein? Is oh, it, you're going to tie into a much bigger answer because this ties into something I want to talk about too. Is this Corey Feldman's best performance? No. Stand By Me is Corey Feldman's best performance. You think so? Yeah, and I'll tell you why. Stand By Me, I'm going to give you something I think you'll appreciate. The argument for why Goonies is not all that great, I think, fits into this spectrum argument. I want you to take three movies, Monster Squad, Goonies, and Stand By Me. Yep. Monster Squad is the the cheapest fast food version of this coming-of-age group of friends fantasy movie. It doesn't mean it's bad. It doesn't mean it's not a fun movie. But it's, it's a double cheeseburger that's going to give you indigestion. Mm. Stand By Me is a five-star Morton Steakhouse, best meal of your life. That yeah. movie is damn near perfect. It incorporates all the things that you love about Monster Squad. It's the coming of age, the camaraderie, what boys are like at that age, but it ties into some beautifully deep scenes and makes you really think about what life is about, why people are the way they are. It pulls the heartstrings in like a profound way. So this is the middle ground. The middle ground is the Goonies. Yeah. If you want all of the yummy, delicious taste of that burger, but you don't want to shell out all the money to go to Morton's, you go to the Goonies. And for me... So give me a restaurant equivalent of the Goonies. TGI Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> Baby back ribs from Applebee's. Delicious. Oh, man. Lip-smacking good. No, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. that on the spectrum of film... It's like a home-cooked meal. And I think why people have such a difficult time reconciling the Goonies like you or other people. And nope, I'm not going to do this right now. I'm going to let you answer your question. I already have like a whole defense closing statement on this, so I don't want to get into it too much. Okay, but, fair. But it's a good question. Okay. I think Corey Feldman was better in Stand By Me, but I will also concede- The burbs. He was great in the burbs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really good. But I also concede that part of why I probably like his performance more is because in general, everybody looked good in that movie because it was such a good damn movie. Like, yeah, It was just true. a great movie. Jerry Connell. Yeah, nice. he was he was great. Butterball. But I mean, how could you, like, he's the chunk of that movie, yeah. and he's so much more, like, again, a criticism of the Goonies, every single line that Chunk speaks in that movie revolves around food. Yeah, that's true. Like, I mean, it, it's, and it's almost, I relate. it's so, <laughs> it's so satirical and, and absurd. Well, no, he's also like a lying kind of uh, over-exaggerator. I yeah. know, but yeah. Max, every, go back and watch the movie. I watched it Michael six Jackson times. Michael Jackson coming by, remember? Right, like but, yeah. but in the same yeah. scene, he also talks about food. Yeah, <laughs> Every true. single scene in the movie, he whipped, talks about whipped food. Whipped cream. Uh, I'm stress eating. <laughs> He's pouring whipped cream in his mouth. When he, when he, I think the funniest point of this entire movie is the milkshake. <laughs> you <laughs> love that scene. All right, what do you got? What's your next question? So this is the one you're going to throw away. <laughs> <laughs> one-eyed Willie's eye socket. Now, when he lifts the nope, eye won't patch. won't throw it away. That's, okay. a, that's a very common question. Continue. This is a very common question. He lifts the eye patch, yep. and there's just bone. Yep. Is that anatomically correct for a one-eyed man? So it's a great question. I think, you know this? No, it, I do know this because it's a very reasonable question. Okay. If you were born without a defect yep. and you just lost an eye, that would make no sense. Yep. But it's entirely possible that he was born with a defect and from birth, 
his bone structure, his skull had okay. covered that. So he wore a patch because the alternative to wearing a patch would be some weird deformed looking thing on your face. Yeah. So it's, it, I don't think that it's, it's a difficult thing to conceptually believe that he was blind in that eye from birth. Do I think that they thought about that? No. Okay. I mean, the, the, <laughs> but that's my explanation for it. <laughs> okay. I like it. Um, what is the most rewatchable scene for you? Oh, that's great. That's a really good one. Rewatchable is different than favorite, right? The most joy you get. If you could pull up a scene right now and I, you know, the in- intro of the movie. Seriously? It would either be the intro. The intro scares me. The, I love the intro of the movie. It's kind of creepy that there's no sound when the Goonies thing comes up. I love it. The intro of the movie, the entire first, I'm going to say first 15, 20 minutes of the movie. I know that's, that's not one scene. scene. All right, you're right. I got to give you better than yeah. that. Hold on. But no, think. when they're introducing everybody. I like, just love, I, you, you and I talked about this on episodes yeah. before. Like when you, I know everything that I need to know about every character in the opening scene. It's just pure action. And they're telling me who everyone is. Yeah. It's like blood sport, but uh, yeah, you got data who's doing his, you know, weapons and tools and stuff. Yeah. You've got mouth who's with his dad. Who's the plumber. plumber. Yeah. You got Plimpton who's head dunking for crabs, which is weird, but whatever. <laughs> and I call her Plimpton stuff, but then the Fratellis and, and just everything you need to know about their relationship and mama Fratelli. And I, I, it's the beginning of this movie is just pure perfection to me. Yeah. And, and the music bump, 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 That is true. Bump, 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 <laughs> it's the best. It is really good. What you got for your next one, Max? I'm going to go to the Patreon. Ooh. This is from Paul Cavanaugh. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> He's really good. <laughs> is he? Paul's very critical of you, so I'm surprised this isn't just a shot at you. He also said, I'm a complete psychopath to love Howard the Duck, but not the Goonies. Yeah, so, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, but he also wears American overalls that aren't fitting. What are American his. overalls? They got like the red, white, and blue on them. Oh, something. overalls with the American flag on Yes. Them. Okay. We saw that picture on Instagram. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I just wanted you to have Terrifying. to explain. It was, it was cute. <laughs> so, Mo, if the characters had a where are they now, where do you think they would all be? Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a good one. All right. Um, Mikey is for sure the curator of the Astoria Museum. Oh, that's good. He stayed and took over his dad's job. Yep. And so, like, if there was going to be a sequel, I know there was for a while there was a script of the sequel. It was supposed to, I thought I heard through the grapevine that the sequel is going to be their kids going through an adventure. So it's confusing. There's the Disney show that's coming out for sure. Yeah. That has and, nothing to do with a sequel. And that, there's an IMDb post, a pre-production thing of Goonies 2027. Yeah. Like, I have no who, idea. Who, who postdates that? Late, anyway, take yeah. that out of it yeah, for yeah. a second. If that was the case, I'm basing the answer to Paul's question on if they did a sequel to this and they were all kind of, where are they now? So I would see um, him as being the curator of the museum. I would see data as being in Detroit and being an engineer for like Ford. I thought you said RoboCop. No, not RoboCop <laughs> would be really cool too. Um, I actually kind of like that, that Jeff Cohn in real life, like lost a bunch of weight and he's an attorney and I would love for him to be an attorney. Yeah. Plus it's like, he's a little Jewish kid in the movie. So it's such a trope for him to become the an Hanukkah. attorney to me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I would love to see mouth, Corey Feldman as Podcaster. no I would love to see that he never left town and he just became like some I don't even know like like maybe he gives like bus tours around the town and shows people where like Willie's treasure was he's hustling he's okay he's doing something yeah. like shady right I feel like he's like the New York in too deep with gamblers kind of guy in the nah, group that's not, yeah. that's not bad I yeah. go with that yeah. either Steph I feel like she got away from all of it she wasn't like that involved in it and she's a independent journalist in New York so did her and mouth ever date no but that tension still exists. But, okay. but there wasn't enough that, well, first of all, that's a weird part of the movie because- That I, doesn't make much sense. She's quite a bit older than he is. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. But anyways, and then Bran, I could see Bran and Andy dated through college and then went their separate ways. Yep. So you have this reconnection of uh, fizzling excitement when they come back in town. So is Bran like a fitness guru or something? Or No, maybe Bran- uh, Personal trainer? Well, yeah, stars. not a personal trainer. What would Bran be? He was very into working out. He was into working out. Maybe, yeah. Uh, I, yeah I like one know. of those tapes, like a- uh, What's that guy? Bobby something. Yeah. You know, the Tybo. I do. Yeah. But I can't think. You know, Bran's a good, Bran's a tough one. He became Josh Brolin. <laughs> he became Thanos. <laughs> Bran grew up to snap his fingers and destroy half the world. Who am I missing? Uh, I think that's everybody. I think that's everybody. What are the Oh, Andy. Oh, Andy. Well, Andy. After well, Sloth. They, what happened to Sloth? Sloth? Well, unfortunately, R.I.P. The actor that played Sloth passed away. I would say Sloth lived with chunks family and then ended up passing away of old age okay mama fratelli has passed away for sure and the other two fratellis are in jail only to get paroled in 2027 when this movie comes out (laughs) okay i like it so this is from ryan lavender which character do you identify with or what shoes do you feel like you're in when you're watching that's a good one i am this is such a horrible answer i'm a little bit of all of them which is probably why i love this movie so much so like if i had to go who i was the most mouth mouth yeah but I, i got a lot of chunk in me a lot of really? chunk, a lot of chunk. You know, you don't ever want to admit that you're that guy, but I am that guy. I over-exaggerate things. I'm, I'm a little bit obnoxious. 
I have a little bit of a weight problem. I used to grab bear claws two at a time and they get stuck right, <laughs> right here. here. Um, but, but I would say I'm in between mouth and chunk. I'm not, I'm only Mikey in the moment. Like Mikey is Mikey all the time, but like you get me into an emotional moment, but that's kind of what I liked about mouth. Mouth isn't the give the speech guy, but he gives that one speech about the coin. So he's got it in him. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? So yeah, I'd say probably between chunk and mouth. Okay. I like it. How about you? I'm chunk. You're chunk. Just a big old chunk. Yeah. You're yeah. <laughs> sloth. You're more sloth. I could see you as a sloth. No. Just a happy-go-lucky giant. <laughs> I guess that, that works. I'll take a baby Ruth. There you go. I'd, I'd love to be that strong. So in the end, when Rosalita finds the jewels, shouldn't she have just kept it for herself? It's a great they, argument. They were treating her mean. They were Well, they, they weren't treating her mean. You don't know. Mouth was just telling her where to put the drugs <laughs> and yeah, the torture room. <laughs> Uh, this is this is this would be the question that I would throw out because it's so stupid to me. Like okay, I, yeah. I'm throwing this question out. It's so stupid. Fair enough. You made it a long time before yeah. the back. You know what? Now's a perfect time for us to take a break and go to a quick ad from our sponsors. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Dobie Real Estate. You can find them at wearedobie.com. Max, if data had to move to Detroit. When you move, I mean, it's it, this movie, The Goonies, it does show you the stress involved with finding a new place. They had to get out of Astoria, Oregon, and they had to move all over the country. And if you have Dolby Real Estate in your corner, it's a less stressful situation. They are absolutely the premier real estate group that you want to go to with over a thousand homes sold in 2021, 400 million in sales. The real question isn't who are you going to go to? The real question is, how quickly do you want that new house? Because the minute you start working with them, they're going to find you the right place. They're going to get you into the absolute dream house you want. Reach out to Simon and his team. Tell them Buzz in the Tower sent you. They give you the A-plus treatment from their marketing to their agents to their legal. They are the absolute best group to work with, and they'll make sure that you get into your perfect home or sell the home that you're currently in. Those are some good ads. All right, Max, let me ask you, roughly, how many more questions do you have? Two or three. Two or three. When you're done with your two or three, I want to give my closing arguments as to why I love uh, the Goonies. But I will tell you, so far I've been impressed and you're earning your Howard the Duck episode. I, I want it. <laughs> I want it badly. I want so to hear you When I do it, so, so you and I are going to be so different. Like you ask these like really kind and benign questions. <laughs> I am going to like cross examine you. <laughs> like you're like, a, what, is, what is it? Not Tommy Boy when he's like, why are you speeding through here? And he's like, limit, oh, you molested limit, a beagle. Limit, limit. <laughs> what, what movie? It wasn't Tommy Boy. It was uh, Black, Black Sheep. Sheep. Yeah. <laughs> like that's literally how rough I'm going to be on you. It's going to okay, be great. Okay, that's fine. Uh, all right. Yeah. Hit me. What was your instant emotional reaction the first time you saw Sloth? I was scared immediately. Scared. Yeah? Yeah. You freaked out? I was freaked out. Because, again, this is the Spielberg. This yep. is the the reveal. Yep. Like, you get a little bit of them. Um, you know there's something. You hear the growling. And then when you turn around, it's like, oh, man, what is what is that? By the end of the movie, did you like him? Loved him. Okay. And that's kind of what's great about this is that you have this guy who is initially a terrifying figure. I think part of what people have to remember when they look at the movie The Goonies, this movie was built to be a film for kids. This isn't totally. meant to be a film for like 30 year olds. That's why, I, I that, still that's why love it doesn't it. do it for me. That's but why. It, it still can do it for you. But the, the elements, the jokes. So like you watch the whole scene, right? Where they drop the statue and the penis breaks off of the statue and they're gluing it on upside yeah. down. <laughs> like that's me as in a 10, 11, 12, 13 year old boy. Dying. Go back and watch movies like Wayne's World. There are jokes in Wayne's World that I like casually laugh at today yeah. that I was in tears when I saw that in the theater. Uh, Dumb and Dumber. Same thing. Like I watched that movie today and I still get a giggle out of it. But when they, when he did the diarrhea scene in dumb and dumber, I literally was dying, like falling on the ground laughing when I was a kid. Mm, funny. Mm, good stuff. Good stuff. Good. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. So I'm starting to get why you like this movie. You're making a good argument. I yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. It just, it's like kryptonite to me. I know. It's not like kryptonite. It's a terrible example. Nope. It's rubber and glue and bounces off me and sticks to you. Next question, Max. Next, you were doing so good, but we are getting to that time of the day where. <laughs> so if you were to recast one character to improve the movie, who would it be and why? Now that's a good question. Because it relates to us oh, in our recasting. Jesus Christ. So you got to take out. I take out stuff. For who? Uh, I don't know for who, but Martha Plimpton isn't like, you love her because nope. you love her in Parenthood. I'm, I'm saying disallow. I want you to get deeper. This has to be harder. <laughs> Because she's, she's an ancillary one. So anybody except her. Yeah. Or like the parents. This has to be the crew. You're stupid. You, I hate you so much. <laughs> I got one. I got one. Okay. It's going to sound sacrilegious. Oh, go ahead. I'd throw River Phoenix in for Sean Astin. Oh, wow. That's really good. That improves the movie. Yeah. And I love Sean Astin. And I love this movie. But I'm a huge River Phoenix fan. So that would change the movie for me. Cause, yeah. Because the whole time, Mikey's a ham sandwich. 
I he's, no, he's he's hamming it up a little bit. It doesn't feel genuine. It feels like is his first movie. He's so young. Yeah, yeah. But you get River Phoenix. I know. He I know. The okay. doors off. Right, you did a great job. Right. <laughs> I feel so, I feel so dirty about this. Like, I, I was like that was a good question. It was a hard hitting question. I don't yeah. feel good about it. Okay, is this Richard Donner's best film? No, no. What is? How can this not be Richard Donner's best film? Because it can be one of my favorite movies, and I can still objectively tell you that he's made better films. Got it. Is it so? It's your favorite Richard Donner movie, but it's not his best. I don't know how you don't say Superman is Richard Donner's best film. If you look, I want to. I want to explain Superman? this. I want to. Yeah, yeah, I want to explain this. I would not pick Superman over the Goonies. Like if you put the two in front of me and said, "What's your favorite movie?" I would. I'd have it in my top twenty-five for Superman. But when you look at what he accomplished, that movie is solely responsible for the Dark Knight trilogy. That that movie, all that we have today from superhero films comes from Superman. Yeah, but we're not talking about cultural importance. This is you, you know, when you're... Well, no, I mean, if you ask me personally, like my, if you said, what's your favorite Richard Donner film? I would say The Goonies. Okay. There's no question about it. So best of Superman? <sighs> yeah, go, or, or Lethal, Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon 2. Or either, about that, you understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. It's, if, this is why Donner was so incredible. He did things to the genre that changed the rules of the genre. And he didn't do that with The Goonies. He made an amazing movie that all other people made those kind of movies. But he did, who was doing what he did in Superman? Who was doing what he did it's in, true, in yeah. buddy cop films, right? Yeah. Like, he set the standard. Outside of 48 Hours, right? Like, which came before. Running scared. Right. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, so that, that's why I would say that. Inside moves. Inside moves rules. <laughs> I, you love inside moves. You do too. I do, but yeah. you, you love yeah, inside I do. moves. <laughs> well, it's so unexpected. And let's see. Let's end before you explain, you know, why you love the Goonies. Yeah. What's your favorite quote? Favorite quote? Yeah. I've got it down to probably two or three. Okay. <laughs> Goonies never say die. Classic. And it's our time down here. Also good. But my favorite one. Hey, you guys. <laughs> hey, you guys is really good. I think my favorite quote is. Mikey, this ain't the kind of place you want to go to the bathroom in. <laughs> no slob in your top three? Yeah, none. What? I love it. I love what he says, but it's not like my favorite quote. Like when when Chunk is saying that, and then the Fratelli is like, Mama Fratelli is like, why? What's wrong with this place? <laughs> I guess. It's so random. By the way, unrelated to this, do you know how many times I swapped the name uh, Chester Copperpot with Oswald Cobblepot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that worked. I, yeah. I swapped that all the time. Did I even say it right? Is it Oswald Cobblepot. Cobblepot yeah. versus yeah. Copperpot. How often are you talking about the penguin? <laughs> All the time. All the time. Okay. All right, Max, you did good. You earned yourself your uh, Howard the Duck. Woohoo! So I'm going to give you a, we're, we're at the tail end of this thing, but I, I had prepared some general thoughts to explain to you why I love the Goonies as much as I love the Goonies. And it ties back to a couple things. I recognize objectively that there are flaws in this movie, right? I know that my nostalgia for this movie, like being able to smell the room that I watched this in and feel the blanket that I wore on me when I was watching, like I, I understand that plays a role in this. Primo's Pizza. Okay. Have I talked to you about Primo's Pizza? I think so. Do you remember my wedding, the midnight snack, were little slices of pizza that were wrapped in tinfoil? Yeah. That's Primo's Pizza. Okay. If you grew up in the Birmingham area, it's this little kind of convenience store, and that's all we ever ate. When yeah. I was in elementary school, and my mom would pack me lunch, she would go get one slice of Primo's Pizza every day, and she'd put it in a brown paper bag for me, and I would take it with me to lunch because she was raising two kids, working full-time, doing it on her own. She didn't have time to make lunch, so I was eating a slice of Primo's Pizza. Yeah. Every single time when I was in college and I would come home from college, where would I go? Primo's. Primo's. Get a slice of pizza. When my kids and I go out and we want to just get a slice of pizza, where do I take? Primo's. I can objectively tell you there is pizza out there that's better. There's pizza, that, uh, Green Lantern, Buddies. There's all types of awesome pizza out there. But when I bite into a single slice of Primo's pizza, my eyes roll back in my head and I go I go 88 miles an hour and I'm, I'm immediately taken back to my youth, my childhood, and it's the best. If it was garbage, if the slice of pizza was total garbage, there's no amount of nostalgia that could overcome that. Mm. So I think in the same regard, when I think about The Goonies, it's a good movie that stands on its own. It's a very good movie. It, for me, becomes the best movie ever because I remember all of the bikes being piled up outside of my friends' houses. Mm -hmm. I remember going on adventures and doing stupid stuff as an 11-year-old, as a 12-year-old, as a 13-year-old. I remember that belief that things were possible that seemed impossible. What Spielberg does really well in this movie, what Donner does really well in this movie, is creates a scenario that's just believable enough as absurd as it is, just believable enough that when you're done watching that movie, you're looking for a map. You're like, let's go find a treasure map and let's go do this. Well, that's heartwarming. That's a, that's a good enough reason to love this movie. The second reason I love this movie ties to Predator. <laughs> okay. I remember watching three movies for the first time, like distinctly watching three movies for the first time. And one of them was this. 
when I must have been roughly 10 or 11 years old. I saw Predator when I was 10 or 11 years old. I saw RoboCop when I was 10 or 11 years old. Awesome. I saw Predator and RoboCop the same night. Oh, my God. At Ian's birthday party, his 10th birthday party. They did it at a hotel to be special, and that's literally what we did. His dad was like, do whatever you want. So we got like the hotel pay-per-view or whatever it was, and we watched RoboCop and Predator, (laughs) and it terrified me. (laughs) But I look back. On why I love these movies. Why do I love Stand By Me? Why do I love The Goonies? Why do I love Predator? When you watch Predator, they don't spend a, they don't spend a ton of time telling you the backstory of this group of guys, but you know that they know each other. Yeah, they're throwing the ball and catching it on the plane. Uh, Blaine's or on the plane on the chopper. Blaine is trying to give chewing tobacco. They're all messing with each other. Jokes, yeah, and they're like, you know, this reminds me of Afghanistan. Was it Big Afghanistan? Yeah. yeah. So like, you know, this is a group of dudes. They all know each other. When you watch The Goonies. Right. Like these are all friends, all of these characteristics of friend groups. This is like if you immediately know you can think back to your friends when you were younger and be like, yep, I knew a chunk. I knew a data. I knew a brand, the one older brother that felt like everyone's older brother. Yeah, yeah. So for me watching that, I still do that. This is where, and and this is where I give you a little bit of leeway. You and I are totally different. And you've brought this up before. I still go annually on trips with five or six guys who I've been friends with since sixth grade. Yeah, I haven't talked to anyone I went to high school with in 10 years. Right, right. And I'm just totally on the other side of the spectrum on that. So a movie like The Goonies to me represents everything I loved about childhood. Every single thing I loved about childhood, which is also why I love Stand By Me, which is also why I love uh, Monster Squad, any movie like that. Yeah, you're a sucker. I love it. I love that kind of stuff. But The Goonies to me is the perfect, it's the middle ground. It's the perfect balance. It doesn't make me feel bad about that one dude's you know parents abusing him or on Monster Squad. I don't have to sit there and say, okay, clearly this is not real. But The Goonies, it's real to me, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's a little over the top, but it's real to me. Okay. There you go. I like it. Max, have I satisfied your need to understand why I love this movie so much? Yeah, I'm there. Oh, good. I'm there. You still don't like it though. No. Hate you so much. That's okay, Max, because next week is Howard the Duck. Yes, it is. And I am not going to be anywhere near as kind (laughs) as you were about this. Oh, it's good. All right. Well, that being said, let's hop right into our Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight. Max, this week we have our old friend Scott from the Goonies Insta Adventure on Instagram. You can find him. The Goonies underscore Insta underscore adventure. If there's one person on earth, it's him who may give a similar and or greater love for the Goonies on this show than me. We got him on our spotlight tonight. Scott has a page dedicated to nothing but Goonies. I mean, he is he is a lover of the Goons. He's a he's a member of the Goonies, I would say. He is. Yeah. Uh, 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 absolutely. We had him on we had him on for the Zoner episode, didn't we? Yeah. Okay, good. Uh Matt, I want to shut up. I want to hear what he had to say. We asked Scott what his favorite scene in the movie was, which is like trying to pick your favorite child, but I'm sure he was able to do it. Let's hear what he's got to say. What's up, guys? This is Scott from the Goonies Insta Adventure on Instagram. Excited to be back on Buzzing the Tower, the best 80s podcast out there. It was about exactly a year ago that I was on here to honor the late great Richard Donner. And I'm back to pay tribute to his best work, the greatest movie of all time, The Goonies. Man, oh man, how do you ever expect me to pick favorites when it comes to this film? Everything about the movie brings me pure joy. However, if I have to choose a favorite scene, then I have to go with the whole wishing well part. From the wonder of thinking they found the gold, to Mouth's, this was my dream, my wish, and Mikey's, it's our time down here, speeches, and ending with Troy's, Andy, you Goonie! The music score throughout is amazing, and just the whole wishing well scene is beautifully done, with Sean Astin's inspirational speech as the highlight. It is Mikey's ability to keep the gang moving forward, his love for his friends, his commitment to saving the goondocks, his funny mispronunciations, and his connections to One-Eyed Willie that are just part of what makes him my favorite goonie, if I have to pick, which is nearly impossible to do. But Sean's performance is flawless. He is the leader with probably the most important and dramatic dialogue in the film. I mean, just look at the twinkle and sparkle and passion in his eyes while retelling the story of One-Eyed Willie in his attic, and that is all you need to know about why he gives the best performance and is my favorite. And to think, Sean kind of had a choice between The Goonies and Explorers to be his first film, and he chose Goonies partially because he got to kiss Cary Green. Who can blame him there? And I do like the Explorers, but we can all agree he made the right choice. So thank you, Sean, for that. Thank you, Mikey, for stashing jewels in his marble bag and saving the goondocks. And thank you again to Mo and Max. Keep up the good work. It is your time on here. Goonies never say die. I did not know that about Sean Astin. And I'm wondering, I'm wondering, do you think it was for the part that River Phoenix had? I don't know. I'm not sure. I think All so. Right. Yeah, yeah. All right. I, I want to, I'm going to have no, to no, ask. Cause, no, because I have, uh, 
a clip of Sean Astin. He came in right after River Phoenix did yeah, his yeah. performance, and Rob Reiner, everyone was crying. Wow. So, so he's like, shoot, I didn't get this role. <laughs> We're going to have to find out. Uh, I want to know what Scott thought of my River Phoenix instead of Sean Astin. That'll be interesting to see what his thought was. Yeah. Well, he sounded just like you. You literally. know, it's so, first of all, he did a great job. I mean, if, if you love this movie, you love this movie. Yeah. Part of what, you know, we didn't talk about this at all, which is okay, because we would go on and on forever about this. But part of what has made Stranger Things so successful is it's tapping into the exact same things that I love about the Goonies. Yeah. I mean, they have Sean Astin. <laughs> I mean, even, even above and beyond that, right? Yeah. It, I mean, it really likes the, the kids. If you think about it, what is stranger things is a very well-written tighter version of the Goonies. It's a little bit of the Goonies, a little bit labyrinth. Every one of my favorite films. That's the adventure of childhood film is what stranger things is, right? Yeah. It's 50%. The other part's horror. Well, yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Hellraiser. Uh, well, listen, Scott, thank you so much for coming on again. And it, please visit his Instagram. If you love the Goonies, you will love his Instagram, which again is the Goonies underscore Insta underscore adventure. Max, that wraps up uh, an emotional show for me. I feel drained. I feel good. Yeah. I feel like you, you were you were very, you asked very good questions. Uh, next week is going to be Woo, a, Howard. A, Howard the Duck interrogation. Now, look, I'm giving you fair warning right now. My entire line of questioning is going to challenge you on how you could like that piece of garbage. Not how it's one of your, I don't even know it's one of your favorite films. It's not. I'm, I'm flat <laughs> out just going, how can you watch this movie? It's delightful. Okay. Well, save that. You can't just answer. It's delightful for every one of my questions. Sure I can. No, you better prep hard, <laughs> real hard. How are the uh, duck prep? Do you know what I just realized? You're going to have to watch it. Damn it. <laughs> oh, oh my God. <laughs> All right, Max, I got nothing else. Uh, how would you like to end this wonderful episode? It's our time down here in the podcast. It's good. <laughs> Is it? It didn't feel good. It wasn't really good. <laughs> hey, you guys. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.